From coffee to moonlight, from driving Miss Daisy to the last dragon. We've seen a lot, but we're going to watch them all. I'm Len the Bat Tribble. And I'm Vincent Williams. And we are the Michaud Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every, every black, black film ever made. made. Catch us every week on Podglomerate. All right. Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk. Gotta Talk! I like the other one you do better. It's got like Gotta a little, Talk! Yeah, it got a little lilt at the end. That's the one. Gotta, Gotta Talk! Gotta Talk! I'm Johnny the Structo, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble, a.k.a. JD, a.k.a. Jadles. My name is Lynn. They call me the Bat Tribble! Still, she man, our son, the Voice of Reason, a.k.a. the Super Tribble. The Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi. What up? What's up? <laughs> Randy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got chills. What's up with that? What's up with that? Sorry. Oh. Uh, we are here to talk Sorry about comics and pop culture and all sorts of stuff that keeps us geeks from truly living our lives. We are here at 40. About you. What's, what's my. Life. What's my uh? What's my address? Forty-three twenty-seven Main Street in Manayunk, PA. Yeah, that's it. Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. We're doing it live here. Don't do, Don't do that. Don't do what? Manayunk is a part of Philadelphia. Oh, that whole Manayunk, PA shit. Stop. Okay. All right. Stop. Right. All right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Stop it. Okay, fine. Manayunk, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's better. It's like, yeah. I mean, like you'll take the police protection, but you won't take the name of the city. Get out of here. Oh, I love Philly. No, no, I'm not talking about you. But I feel, you know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I feel like if you were to say Philadelphia, people would go to Center City, not... So I think Maniunk. Maniunk, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I don't think you even have to say PA, right? Because I think everyone knows where Philly is. Yeah. Technically. I mean, mean, there there is a Philadelphia in Mississippi. Oh, snap. There's four Philadelphias in the United States. There's four Philadelphias. Yeah. There's four Philadelphias. Yes. Wow. Yes, but we're right, the so first. We're the first Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Maniunk, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. All right. You. Come see us. But no, I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Come see us. I hate to belabor this point. Um, I agree that the Maniunk historically has got a highfalutin, you know, air about them, right? However. Nobody, you know, would gripe if you were writing a letter to someone who lived in Brooklyn and you put Brooklyn, New York. You don't put Brooklyn, New York City, New York. You put Brooklyn, New York. Different thing. Separate boroughs. Boroughs are different than neighborhoods. Oh. Much different. I learned that from the Beastie Boys. Okay. Okay. But what makes 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 a borough... What makes a neighborhood not a borough? Well, if you're looking at the, from a standpoint of New York, most of the boroughs are very separated by like, by either bodies of water mm-hmm. or because Harlem's not its own borough. 
Harlem is part of the island of Manhattan. True, but Harlem is is almost Harlem considered is neighborhood. Is almost, but it's almost considered a borough. But it's not. Well, d- d- tell the people in Harlem that. No, nah, that's fine. But you know, yeah, they, they try to do that. that well, if they thing. can have, if they if they can if they can be a thing, then why can't Maniuk? Because be Harlem is historic. Maniuk say they would say it's historic. Hey, we're pretty historic. Stop. We've been around. I'm for just a bit. saying. I'm I'm arguing a point. I agree with you, but I'm just arguing their case. Why are you always you always do that? Have every conversations. Dis- every discussion that we uh, nine ninety percent of the discussions that we have, he's like, I agree with you, but I'm but- just arguing with you because. <laughs> I'm a crotchety old man, and I need another no, crotchety I'm old man to argue with. The, I'm representing the person that's not in the room and their and their viewpoint, and and thus challenging the validity of your argument and making you prove your argument, which then crushes theirs. Ah, is that what you call it? <laughs> Dope. I call it good radio. <laughs> Very good radio. It is excellent radio. Uh, so uh, oh snap. We got letters. Oh, we got letters. Oh, we got lots, lots and, and lots and lots and lots, lots of letters. Letters. That was actually fair. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, so this one is from Steve Tozen, and by this one, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It is chapter length- one. Yeah, length- <laughs> it is a lengthy. It's a in scroll. the days before. <laughs> Go ahead. Un- unfurl the scroll, Len, and read. <laughs> Greetings. Thanks for reading my email about changing distribution methods in the big two. There are just so many great new characters out there that are just missing the juice of a damn good story. While I'm quietly mourning what the streaming services will do, will do water down. Will do to water down the upcoming interpretation. Ah, we'll do. He's missing it too. There you go. We'll do to water down the upcoming interpretations of many characters the one hope i have is that with a safe platform to not be concerned about ratings or ad sales one of the two disney or warner uses animation to tell some hardcore comic stories in a fashion that can be serial and really take advantage of the visual medium at their disposal we've seen a reinterpretation of the infinity gauntlet on the big screen and it made us feel everything but imagine being able to play out something like the dark phoenix saga with a close to original script and bleeding edge animation giving real gravity to a scene like gene destroying an entire inhabited planet we all know the previous efforts to tell this story in the past were severely hampered for a number of reasons i know this was attempted in the past but it was with very inexpensive motion comics that just didn't look good there were a ton of motion comics i really enjoyed superman red sun iron man extremist and thor and loki blood brothers were absolute gold for their stories but the animation was subpar to the point it was hard to get others excited about it the thought of these incredible stories from massive to mundane slowly slipping away from existence in a world where the goal is no longer creative dominance and sales but is just sales and the latest trend and how to attach a set of marvel characters to it frightens me mainly because it's happening at this very moment in wwe another genre that has totally feasted on their lengthy canon swallowed it and 
spit out bits of it whenever needed. Now they fine-tune their own canon to whatever they are trying to accomplish that day, and instead of plotting a creative future, they just double down on the same process. WWE tried to make having old matches available on their network a centerpiece, but in their presentation, there was nothing new about the experience. This is where Marvel and DC have the advantage. The stories are there. They have heft gravity emotion now you just need to change the presentation to match all of that if you think about it you can take any character any theme and any set of issues you can set up the story by detailing something about the characters will that will see and any major points before the actual story begins then take a run Walt Simonson's Thor the birth of Venom Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman and just play it out in all its epic glory if you have easter eggs for the hardcores make it a part of an interactive media experience let the voice actors have fun and make it shine i know the animation slash acting quality can be accomplished because i've watched some amazing japanese anime shows that if it could be easier to translate culturally would have even more fans than they already do for instance, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the last three parts, is an absolute artistic masterpiece. Hmm. I know the same can be can be done in the West as we have the stories. We just haven't used the platform because it was too expensive with, with not enough viewers slash ad revenue to justify the expense. This rant comes from watching Wonder Woman Bloodlines animation by DC, which was based off of Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman run. I saw that run on a list of best of, and by the end, I saw Wonder Woman for the first time with a nuance that I had never seen before, having her balance so many roles as a hero, an ambassador, a representative of numerous communities, a warrior, a proud free woman, and a fact that in her obedience, orbit were really old and really powerful entities this was a 14 to 16 issue run vacuum packed into a 92 minute pouch and it wasn't packed well at all Uh. it's the kind of content that can exist in the streaming library but it makes no waves and truth be told the story as they presented it was bad so much so that folks who enjoyed it could only tell me to lower my personal expectations in order for me to enjoy it. Now let's pause it. Uh, did you watch Bloodlines? I have not. Me neither. Ran? Not yet. All right. All right. Continuing. <laughs> or you could read a book. Oh. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. I've been saying this for years, like, you know, the distribution aside, all this stuff is available in a book. Mm-hmm. Pick up the damn book. Read the book. I, I'm astounded that people like you can't even like everything has to be moving for you. Everything has to. I, I don't need everything live. I don't need everything. And mm-hmm. read the damn book. Not only that, not only should you read the book. I don't need the animated versions of the books yeah. because I've read the book. Yeah. Right? I, I, and, and this is probably be me just being an old hater. Uh, but a lot of this stuff, it it doesn't, it, it, it'll never translate well. Mm-hmm. Because you can do so much just on paper that you can never do. It, it'll be a thousand years before you can do all the stuff 
in, in, on film that you can do on paper. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you know, the fact that you're just kind of waiting like, well, when it comes out live, then I'll read this book that's, you know, 20 years old. Yeah. You could have read it and loved it all this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, some of it's been done great. Uh, you know, uh, you know, for DC's animated stuff, for the most part, the stuff that they've adapted has been pretty good. Yeah. In every ca- in every single case, the book is better. Every one of them. Uh, I would say the only one I disagree with is Watchmen. I understand you're talking about animated things, yeah. but I, for some reason I thought I just went a little larger to just... Um, just adaptations. Adaptations. Right. And I think Watchmen, I think Veidt's plan, with the way Zack Snyder presented it, made more sense and was less convoluted and silly than Alan Moore's um, yeah. version in, in Watchmen. Yeah. That's all. I agree. I would say, though, and I agree with your statement as well, Randy, um, but I would say that one animated adaptation that is better than the books is Death of Superman. Because one, it's it's truncated, thank God. <laughs> um, uh, and it features a real Justice League as opposed to, you know, Guy Gardner and his and Bloodwind and, and Bloodwind and, and and their running mates, you know. Yeah. You know That's the, a good point. <laughs> it, 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 it's instead of the Washington Generals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right, to keep right, a sports yeah. analogy in there. Yeah. So I, I so I think Death of Superman is better than the adaptation. Better than the book. But that's probably the only other one I could come up with. Yeah. That's be- and that's because the book, the story itself ran so long. That yeah. in, its, in itself, there are peaks and valleys. True. Yeah. Very true. I would like to see a version. Uh, if it was as, if it was going to be as good as the Death of Superman animated is versus the book, I would like a Sp- Spider-Man clone saga. Dear God, you can't you can't oh help but do that better. God, yeah, right? Holy Christ! Because <laughs> there are, there are things in there oh. that I enjoy, but then you know the whole experience as Which a whole one was longer. Oh, the Clone Saga. Clone Saga. Yeah, Clone Saga. Yeah, was, sure. Clone Saga went for That was brutal. With generations. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Shun, here's my beginnings of the Clone Saga that I pass on to you. And one day you will finish the Clone Saga. <laughs> you will pass it on to your children. Um, but yeah, no, I agree for the most part. Uh, I think... Uh, in most cases, I would rather just read the books. And some people get... This is a whole other conversation, but... Tangentially related, I would say uh, people get upset when an animated series um, or a film is not exactly like the comic book. When I go, well, right, but I read that. Why do I want to see this thing I already read? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah, Um, But but that's the same thing as when they adapt a book. You know what I mean? So, so why do you want to see it adapted? Because maybe you want to see it up in in moving. You want to see it up uh, up in the lights. Maybe you are, for whatever reason, someone who is not not prone can't to read. Well, not that you can't read, but you don't read books. You don't read whether whether it be a a novel or a comic book. You just you you just don't. But I think it's different with novels and with comics because it, it, it with novels you have to sort of create a lot of that imagery in your mind. And maybe mm-hmm. some people just can't do that. It does it's take some right work. There. Yeah. It's right there on the page. Okay, but maybe you, for whatever reason you don't read comic books. 
I mean, you you can't if you don't read comic books, you you just you're just not into it. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, whether or not you just never read comic books, whether or not you feel a prejudice about reading comic books and and feeling like they're for kids, or maybe you're somebody who never felt welcome in a comic book store. You know what I mean? So you just never even took down that Mm -hmm. path. And this is your journey into it. Or or let's be fair, especially over the last 20 something years, you somebody who's grown who's grown up, whose first introduction to these to this world maybe wasn't a comic book it may have been on in a video game or on a or up in some type of animated or live action feature so that may be the way that you are used to uh taking in this intellectual property i think steve's email is more to the point like let's take advantage of all the media um technology that we have at our existence and do these stories right he's talking about wonder woman's greg rucker's run on wonder woman which was pretty good they truncated it into this movie did a bad job at it instead of taking advantage of what's coming down a pike especially with warner with warner media and maybe plotting this out as a wonder woman miniseries that could have been like animated right there which could have um done the story is do justice you know, mm-hmm. so I mean, you you got to be fair. I hear you about just read a book, but you also got to be fair that over the last twenty five years, the books have become less and less the entry point for people. I'm gonna give you that because I don't because it's not a point that I want to argue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I quite because quite honestly, no, you're you're right, but I. I I've been dealing with this. I've been dealing with this for about the last ten years now. Like the idea that I. But have you? Okay, you've no, been but, dealing you, with it for know, the last year. Know, but yeah, have you looked at it from that aspect? No, I, I and I'm trying to now. But what I've been dealing with for the last ten years now is, I honestly I don't know that. As an individual, I don't know if I need people here that, that like I. I, I want everyone to to enjoy this the way I did to, to the level that I enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And it feels like if you're ignoring a great deal of it, you're missing a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you're then if you're going to complain about what you're missing, then it, I, I I don't I'm trying to get over the idea that I'm like I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. Beat it. I'm trying to get past that. You got to help me with that because I really I don't want to be that guy. Well, it, I, I, you seem to it, be relishing in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know because I know it's there, and I'm like, I, I'm I. It, it exists, and what I'm saying is, I'm trying to let go of it, but it's not easy, man. Are you talking it's about not. people who come in and they're just they they only know the movies and stuff, or they think they know everything about the character yeah, because they yeah, saw? Yeah, and I'm trying to let go of it. I really am trying to let go of it because if I weren't trying to let go of it, I would spend most of my time just yelling at people in the streets, and I don't do that. Anymore. Well, the way yeah, anymore, but the way you, you let go of that is, is that you accept that that may have been their their only entry point. You try to introduce them to maybe what is the true entry point or you feel should be the true entry point into something. And then you let them go and discover it. And if they discover it, great. If they don't, okay, you've done your job. 
you've introduced them to the way you've shown them the way but you can't you can't make them take them drink you can only lead them to the water and then you just keep it moving and thus you will have less less stress and your locks will continue to grow good point ah let's continue i continue because steve's not done uh he says i call bs Marvel and DC sit on the shoulders of giant generational storytelling. If there is a vision to be had, it should be to give a story as it was presented with minimal fine tuning, of course, for the audience to judge and determine if it's worth paying dollars for. I missed the stories with these characters, gentlemen. I am happy to relive them in printed form, but I know we can do so much more. Some quick bleeps. (laughs) This guy. Off of your mentioning it, I read JL8. Yo! And it changed my life after the first issue. Just reading the first 20 issues, I was ready to get addicted. Then I read about the artist and became very sad. I think I'll have to fire up Superhero Squad to feel better. Enough said. Uh, you want to chime in right there? That's a bummer. It is a bummer, right? Bummer. Because, yeah, just here, if you, here's advice to you, Steve. You may have to like cleanse for for a minute, but to anyone else, go to JL8, look it up on the internet, read the comic strips, and then just keep moving. <laughs> just I don't know how this how this appeared. It's yeah. just here. Well, just take it in. Yeah, and just and just feel lucky for that, and then just keep it moving because you're not spending any money. Yeah. You're not supporting anyone. You're just reading his stories. Yeah. So do that. Does that work? I forget the intricacies of what had happened. Um, I know that there was a bit of uh, hoopla about uh, the Yeah, I do too. And I honestly don't remember. And I don't want to look back. It seemed to disappear after a while um, or was like, I don't I don't. And I seem to remember whatever happened, he... He he addressed it in some way. So it's not like, you know, he just let it die. He addressed it. And now he's probably just trying to move on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and get on, do, live better. Yeah. So I'm letting him live better and I'm reading his strips. Okay, cool. I continue with Steve Tozen's uh, email. Email. Uh, I really want to put this whole this one whole volume at a time idea to the test. I think She-Hulk needs this treatment. Nightwing needs that treatment. Miles Morales needs Mm. that treatment. Who would you want to see and patiently wait four to five months of creation time for it to drop? Get a whole volume of a graphic novel feeling, but a good five, six issues of content in one. Ooh, that's a good question. I think Nightwing is a great idea. I think Nightwing is excellent. Because, uh... He's got peaks and valleys, but it's a lot of valleys. A lot of valleys. And um, he's a character that's worth you you to wait for. I like him. Yeah, I, I love Dick Grayson. Nightwing, but I don't read his book very often. Mm-hmm. I, I tune in when everyone tells me, oh, this is the one. Get in. Yeah. I go, all right, cool. I'm going to read some dick. Um, <laughs> now, Miles Morales, I'm not entirely sure. Really? Are we all going to chuckle just because I said the, the guy's name? Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> uh, although, I guess right now, is it Rick? He changed his name. He got shot yeah. in the head. Now he's Rick, right? Yeah. Rick Roll or something. Um, Rick Roll? Is his name really no, Rick no, Roll? No, 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 oh. no. I'm just talking out my, my cheeks. Um, 
I don't know, Miles, maybe, because my man has been floundering ever since he hit the 616. You know why? Is because of what happened to Barry, Barry and Wally. They took aspects of mm-hmm. his character and they smushed them into Peter Parker. Yeah. So now he's poor Miles feels a little extraneous. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, as much as I loved Brian Michael Bendis's stories with him and his turn in the Ultimate Universe as Spidey, a lot of it stemmed from the fallout of Peter Parker dying and his family helping out Miles and mm-hmm. Miles trying to fill those shoes a la yeah. Wally and Barry. Um, but he never, even then, I don't think he ever really got the Miles Morales story. Like, if we're going to yeah. make a Miles Morales movie, here is his story. Um, yeah. Here's his big one that we got to tell other than origin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone's got a, got you know a story to tell with their origin. But once that's over... What's the big one that we can relate to? Yeah, what's the real big storyline? Um, and I, I just haven't read it yet. I actually and he's been around long enough that yeah. he sh- there should at least be one it's of them. Almost ten years. Uh, maybe maybe uh, something later on where they uh, because later on in the in the uh, ultimate stuff was when they introduced his uncle Aaron and the idea that he was a prowler and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and so that could have been. Like a the big yeah, another next yeah. story. Yeah, that could have been you know his his story, um, but it but even then that's still him in a universe in and t- of itself. You yeah, that, I mean? yeah, that, yeah. Which which all right, cool. Why not? But I think that that's where he works best. Yeah, when he's yeah. when and he's the spider. He hasn't had his own in six one six because most of the stuff that he's done, looking back at it, has been like you know. Let's cross him over with this character, and then let's cross him over with right. this character. And now right. there's a Spider-Man event. Let's put him in here, mm. and then let's cross him over with this character. And here's yeah. this character, and yeah. then there's another Spider-Man event. Yeah. Event. Let's put him in here. Um, and look so- at his Oscar-winning animated movie. As great as it was, it's filled with other characters. And now that they're talking about the sequel, they're talking about what other characters they yeah. can stuff into it. Yeah. I remember when we that first dropped, we all watched it at my old store. We were hovering around my uh, laptop, and we were watching the first trailer, and it was just Miles. Yep. And it was Miles standing. The train goes by. He's flipping off of the building, breaking the glass, doing his whole thing. And you were excited as hell. So stoked. And um, I also liked that when they introduced, oh, it's going to be a Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. But yeah, you're right. What, there's nothing just for Miles. And right. it's, it's a bummer. So, oh, Nightwing, Miles, She-Hulk, I think is good. That's a good I think idea. She-Hulk is definitely, definitely a good one. I um, think even the Hulk. Uh, I think this story aside, I think Immortal Hulk aside, which I think is an actually a really good story so far, and it's long running, is uh, he's a guy who he's best when he shows up um, here and there. Same thing with the Punisher. Well, there's a, it's a, actually a few Marvel characters, and probably a few DC characters, um, that you could do that with. Because I'm thinking... Of Silver Surfer, oh yeah, could work there. Um, if you want to go over to DC, I think you could do that with Hawkman. I think you could do it with Black Canary. Yeah. Um, Zatanna, Constantine, dude. I would love it. Like just a random Moon Knight probably would work. Yeah. 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 Even as a big Constantine fan as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Do not give that man an ongoing. It's not going to last because the three hundred he got, we were lucky to get. Just give us little horror-based graphic novels. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be in. Yeah, so there's more than there's more than a few um, that I that I would like to see. Oh, he's he's wrapping it up. He's wrapping it up, but he's got another good question. You know what I really want to see animated? No Man's Land. 
Black Panther, The Client, Wonder Woman, Hikatea? Hikatea. I can think of at least three Daredevil runs. Damn it, now I want to watch some anime. Uh, okay, that was a lot. If you actually read this far, you're really awesome. Good night, bubs. Excelsior Tribble, the dollar keeps going down. I'm like $5.78 million right now, Tribble. <laughs> it doesn't flow off the tongue as well. <laughs> um, so animated, what, what stories... After we just said none of them are going to be as good as the story as the, as the comic book versions. Mm. Which which great comic book story do we want to see watered down into a less exciting animated feature? Well, I'll tell you one that I don't want to see, and this is not for uh, any lack of love for the characters, if you know me. But I don't want to see No Man's Land. Like I don't I don't need to see another big Batman animated movie Get for him a while. Out of here. Him and Soups. I was so excited when they first dropped uh, the news about all of these animated film. This was like, what, how many years ago? That they were like, we're going to be doing Teen like, Titans oh, yeah. this contract yeah. and all that stuff. But I feel like more often than not, it's got to have Batman or Superman or Justice League in the title. Yep. And I I kind of enjoyed the Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. stuff where we would get little little... Small, smaller characters. Yeah. I understand they got to make their money back, and the best way to do that is to have those three things in the title. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would like to see a little Did bit less. Did you guys, uh, forgive me, I, I'm a couple of weeks behind. Did you guys ever mention uh, Tony Isabella's uh, point about Batman? No, what's his point? Oh, no. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's up? Tony Isabella, uh, he, the creator of, the Black, creator Lightning. of Black Lightning, mm-hmm. said that not only is DC hurting themselves by doing so much Batman stuff, but that the character himself is kind of toxic and is hurting everything else. Does he go on or is that, that was, that was the, it was the, the, the sort of Twitter feed, the Twitter thing. Um, what does he mean? Like he's toxic and hurting everyone else. Just that because everything sort of centers around Batman, Mm -hmm. it makes it difficult for anybody else to be, as 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 interesting important. or as effective because at some point batman will show up and fix everything mm-hmm. okay okay well i do i i remember sitting down one day and thinking about um how the cw is about to do the crisis on infinite earths thing yeah. right and thinking about the comic book mm-hmm. and how monumentally great that comic book was um but one of the great things about that comic is that it starts off with all these very, you know, like hodgepodge of characters. And while there is a Superman there, it's the Superman of Earth 2, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout that entire 12-issue series, which most comic book scholars will agree is the be- still the benchmark of these huge crossovers um, books, Batman is barely in the book. Wow. Yeah. He's barely yeah. in the book. Ah. And even when he is there, he is he's not really doing anything. He's yeah. really just checking up on Gotham stuff. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, the end of multiple universes, what's Batman really going to do? What's a Batarang really going to yeah, do? Yeah. You know, I you know, he, inside aside, you know, there's a whole lot of other people that are going to have to do a whole lot more. Yeah. Right. But then if you look at almost 
every other big one since then, especially after 85 and Batman becomes like Chief Kahuna in comic bookdom, Batman's presence is shoehorned into literally everyone. Yep. You know, and and that could be more to Tony Isabella's point to the detriment of the influence and importance of a lot of the other characters. If you look at um, the 80th anniversaries that they've done over the last several years. Mm-hmm. So Superman's was last year and it was cool. You know, they brought up a little bit. Uh, Flash is going to be ne- it's uh, his 80th anniversary book hardcover book that like the same one they have for superman and batman just came out um batman's was so much bigger yes and i mean well there's a batman day there's yeah. no superman day yeah there's no there spider-man is, day there, there's a superman day for those of us that that really care it's actually april 18th but uh, <laughs> i yeah, hear you but exactly. it yeah, doesn't get no, the play exactly. of yeah no and and so when you're when you're talking about a lot of a lot of that and what you know what Tony Isabella was was bringing up uh i th- i think it would be interesting i wonder if you know when you're talking about who you want who you would like to see like mini series of and so on and so forth i would like to see 6 months without a single batman story i'll give you better than that and i love batman when Batman died, well, first of all, I was the one that said when Batman died, for my money, Dick Grayson could have had a Wally West-ish run as Batman. Like, he could have been Batman for the next 10 years, yeah. and I would have loved it, knowing that eventually he's going to come back. But let us really, truly miss him. Let Dick just, and, and now you're doing something with Dick Grayson, because he's now a totally different Batman. But the next time, and you know it's going to happen, the next time Batman dies, <laughs> leave him off the table. Go away for five years. There's no Batman. There's absolutely not. Let his absence be felt, and then his, let his whatever fills the vacuum, let that actually fill the vacuum for a minute. Yeah, that, that would be outstanding. Because, because if you then have moved on to this um, model where you've got basically six six books wrapped into one graphic novel put out at one at a time, you can still just be putting out Batman books and just say that they happened yeah, before, yeah. before the death or it's an Elseworlds or whatever. So you, Batman can still have a presence, but just in the ongoing universe, he ain't there. Absolutely. Um, actually, back when Dick Grayson took over as the Batman and Damien was Robin, they could have kept that going for another 10 years and I'd have been satisfied. I do not care about Bruce Wayne. I like the occasional story here and there, like Earth One. Um, I think. Oh, yeah. Fine. Batman Earth One with right? Gary yeah. Frank. Yeah, yeah well, it was mostly because of Gary Frank. Um, but yeah, just give me... Th- He'd be a good one to just give me a couple of graphic novels. This Tom King, that Tom, uh, no, the Tom King stuff. Uh, I, I'm loving. You're into it. it. I love it. No, the uh, the Bendis thing that that they're doing now. Batman Universe. Batman. I Universe. like Batman Universe. Awesome. I like Batman, Batman Universe. Batman Universe is amazing. That's my favorite Batman story. It's in like the so last right now. years. Yes. It's yes. So good. I can't wait for it to be collected. Yeah. Oh man. Um. I. You know. I, I love so the long. art. 
Oh, what's well, Nick? Nick, Nick Darrington. Darrington. Yeah, yeah, he's killing that. My dude. He is killing that. Um, with Tom King's run, God, we are we are just derailing. Anyway, Tom King's run. There are things in there that I liked, and I couldn't quite place what I wanted from Batman from that book until I read issue one of Batman Universe. And I went, this, this should be the main Batman book. I know a lot of people are enjoying the Tom King run. I think it's mostly Valleys, again, for me. Um, but I hear it's really picked up since issue 75. Oh, man. Noel, my buddy, yeah. we do the um, Spoiler Alert podcast. Yeah. And he's been like, nah, man, yeah, 75 and up. Yeah, it's been really. It's been north the chain. But that's because we're finally doing things. Yes. We're not doing seven Just issues. Just meandering. Of like, I am having nightmares. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to dip back in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last one that just came out is pretty dope. Interesting tidbit. I've this I've never seen this in my life. Um in all my years in comics. Uh I have customers who sign up for subscriptions for it just says whoever is after Tom King. They Interesting. will get me Batman whenever Tom King leaves. I don't care who it is. Start my subscription after he leaves. Uh, I think it's the Tinian. Yeah, James Tinian and uh Oh yeah, it's cuz it's artist, not Tony Daniel. Tony, Tony Daniel. Daniel. Tony yeah. S. Daniel. He's not. He's not mine. He's not my guy. Not mine. Either. I do like Tinian though. I, Tinian, I, I like. Yeah, yeah. I, I like his stuff. Yeah, I like the stuff. Well, I generally feel like I like the stuff that he does with Snyder. No. Yeah. Who's he and, right yeah, with? him and Snyder. No. Well, no. Uh, he's a student of Snyder. That's what it is. Okay. Um. Yeah. He's he's from that that Snyder sort of. School. Like like the button. Yeah. Wasn't that the two of them together? Uh. Was that no. Was that I think it was him and Josh Williamson? Ah. Fuck me. Yeah. That was Williamson. Never yeah. mind. All right, I'm sorry, but yeah, the Batman aside, um, anybody else? Well, I will say, um, Steve kind of asked like if there's like a run that you would want yeah. to see. I know that Batwoman is now a live action show on the CW, which, from what my understanding, is just doing middling as far as ratings. Oh, really? Yeah. I know a lot of people were real stoked on it. Yeah, you were stoked for it, but I don't think it, I think like it being a Sunday show, people may be losing, uh, having trouble finding it. Um, I actually would love, this would be some weird stuff, talking about adapting into animation. If they could find a way to adapt his first, the first Batwoman story by Greg, Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams, and do, it, and do that oh art, God. somehow translate J.H. Williams' art Gimme. into Gimme. animation. Gimme yes, all of that. That Gimme would be delicious. Gimme all of that. What, that what? would be disgustingly beautiful. Have you not read Elegy? I'm just marveling at the two of you book sexing so up my good. store. <laughs> Uh, that is here's the, here's my thing with elegy. Elegy? Yeah. El okay. Yeah. Here's my thing with that run or anything J.H. Williams does. Oh, I know. Where's where are you going? The art is so good that it completely I don't want to say detracts from the story, but what it does do is it diverts me from paying attention to the story. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and I'm only looking at the art. Because mm -hmm. I will mm -hmm. I will go through page I went through pages and pages of this. And I would go. What the fuck just happened? Yeah, sometimes I, you I gotta lose go it. back. I gotta go back and be like, "Oh, okay, here's the story." Because I'm I'm spending more attention to the art than I am. The, yeah. Um, it's one of the only instances I can think of that the storytelling is so good that it ruins the storytelling, because everything in it is so beautiful that I can't pay attention to it. Okay. Does yeah, that make I, sense? No, yeah. it makes total sense. Okay. Uh, you're. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Similar sort of vein, um, 
because J.H. Williams also did the art for Promethea. Mm. Wow. I'm going Tom Strong. Oh, wow. Yes. I love Tom yes. Strong. Yes. To death. I yes. love everything about right. Tom so Strong. So for me and the other people who have no idea, what's the 20-second ele- elevator pitch of Tom Strong? What is Tom that? Strong is, uh, he's like the... Um, he's sort of like Doc Savage, like he's like really smart and really strong, and he's got this crew of people that he works with, and he's got a uh, like his wife is his partner, and he's got a he's got this weird robot thing named Newman, mm-hmm. who's like the seems like the first robot ever made, but Newman can do anything. Mm-hmm. He's got a uh, his other uh, partner is a gorilla. Yeah, and um, yeah. this was drawn by Chris Sprouse, wasn't it? Yeah, Chris, Chris Sprouse, Sprouse, Alan yeah. Bohr created the character. Um, and his like their daughter, him and his wife's daughter is like she's also an adventurer. It's the most fun book. And his his wife and his daughter more not maybe more importantly, but significantly, are indigenous um, people. Yeah, I think no, they are. They're they're brown. Yeah, I know, but I'm not sure where they're. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, I, I can't. I, I couldn't cu- pull. I that. forget where, but they're brown. Yeah. And Tom Tom Strong is decidedly not. Yeah, <laughs> he's a white guy. I love that book. Um, he showed up in the in the Terrifics, which I was really excited about. Um, yeah, anything involving Tom Strong, I would love an and some animated Tom Strong. Give me that. And you know why I like Tom Strong even all the more, even though Alan Moore is connected to it, and Alan Moore, I'm kind of like iffy on. I read the backstory about how Tom um, Alan Moore created America's Best Comics, which was his imprint from uh, Image, on which this came out of. And he basically did that to create work for these guy, these artists who he was who he was working with. What? So that's why all of the artists that he worked with, like in. Um, with Kevin Nolan, I think he worked Kevin on with Nolan, John B. Quick. John B. Quick. With yeah, Arthur Adams, he did Joni Future. Yeah. They all have joint, you know, 50% ownership in all of those characters because he only created that because he wanted to give these guys who he was working with th- that additional work. Wait a minute. Is Alan Moore cool? He, he did something cool. He was. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did Thank something you. cool. I'm not going to say he's cool, but he did something cool. I totally hate him. And the fact that I'm hearing something that confuses me about it. Like, wait, yeah, the fact that he, he was did a, getting a great, cool like, great artists' work. Shit. Cool. All Nicely right. done. Yeah. So uh, I'll like go back in your cave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine, I'm going to go a little bit more contemporary. I. No one is more surprised than I am that I have enjoyed a many years long run of Thor. Mm. I have never been a Thor fan. I've tried. I've dipped in here and there. I think the closest I came was the Straczynski run. Okay. Which I think was pretty solid. But the Jason Aaron Thor, the first two trade paperbacks, God Butcher and God Bomb. Oh my God. By Isad Ribic. Oh, you give me give a me really that. Yeah. 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 Going up against Gore. That, mm. yeah. Yeah. I'd give watch me it. all of that. Now, here's the thing. Tell me the thing. Do you want that movies series? What were, didn't we say animated? Well, no, but I'm saying animated movie, animated series. Ooh. I'm oh, going well, t- long animated movie on that. Well, <laughs> so. Long animated uh, movie. Tozen. It, it was Tozen, yes, right? Yes, Tozen. He had said something about put the money behind it and mm-hmm. make it really, really good. Mm-hmm. Right? That that that's what I want. I want the. But that could still be a series. Yeah, give me the series. 
That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, that, that's okay, but that, or it could be an animated movie. Actually, you know what? I don't know if there's enough story in those two trades for a long running series, but it would make a nice tight two hour movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if if you want to give me Thor, God Butcher, God Bomb, all the way up to Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor, and mm-hmm. give me some of that stuff in there, then yeah, a long running series. I'm with you. So thank you so much, Steve Tozen, the five point seven eight million dollar triple. Yeah. AKA Excelsior Triple. That's a good name. It's very he good. He lucked name. out with the Excelsior Triple one. Uh we have another email from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Good night. Sorry for spoiling Batwoman. Ah uh, yeah. I honestly thought you would have seen the episode. It's been a week. <laughs> All right, Brandon Jackson Shorts. I don't think Conroy will be playing that Earth's Batman, though, as he is about 20 years older than the guy playing Tommy, who is supposed to be his child good friend. I actually thought about that. childhood friend. Yeah, I actually thought about that. Kevin Conroy probably is a little older than they want that Batman to be represented as. I'm curious if Len could ask Tawana, sorry if I spelled that wrong, what she thought of that episode, specifically how it ended. I'm surprised Len doesn't at least watch it for Angela Bassett. Watch. Oh, he's thinking about he's thinking about uh nine one one. Um, oh, what are we? Ta- what? Yeah, Angela Bassett is a st- is one of the stars of nine one one, and no, Angela Bassett is n- not enough to get me to watch nine one one. So I won't be asking Tawana. And trust me, knowing how Tawana, her TV viewing habits, she won't see that episode till December. <laughs> so she's like, she's wor- she's better than me though. Yes, she is decidedly better than you. I'm on season three of The Flash. (laughs) Uh, As for the whole trade slash floppy debate, I can't believe you are still talking about Aquaman. It's interesting that the Jessica Jones trade is now going to be printed in single issues. The first two issues are in the solicits that came out today, last week by the time you read this. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Uh, I'll say it again. The Jessica Jones digital comic book is real good. Mm. So I'm glad they're putting it in. I'm, that's neat. I, you know, I'm just kind of surprised by it. You don't see that very often. Right. Um, something that's been out for a while, then becoming issues. Yeah. Um, we all know where I stand on this. I'd have never spent 9 to $14 on a Hawkman trade versus three ninety nine for the first issue, which would have been a shame because that series was great. I'm trying to understand what he's saying here. Uh, I'd never spent $14 on a trade versus three ninety nine. Uh, what's he saying? I think he's saying like he he would would never, he would never blind buy a trade. Oh, he would buy issue one to try it out, but he wouldn't just drop 14 bucks on a trade sight unseen. Mm. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you. I did spend 499 for Excalibur and that first issue while the cover and interior art was pretty was dog shit. (laughs) And I won't be going back for a second issue. I didn't think it was dog shit. I didn't think it was dog (laughs) shit. Uh, I don't care that much, uh, and you would know this if you listen to spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, it was fine, but I don't really care about like Morgan Le Fay and magic yeah. and the other world. And I am curious about what's going on with Psylocke, who doesn't want to be called Psylocke. She wants to be oh, Betty. Betty, Betsy, Betsy. Um, and now she's the new Captain Britain. So I'm kind of curious about her taking up the mantle of, of Captain Britain. That's yeah. the only reason I would dip back in for that. Yeah, I don't really care. About I will. I do like that it does have a tone in and of itself, which mm-hmm. um, matches what the tone of 
Excalibur has st- historically been. That is an excellent point. Thank you for saying that, Len. Uh, for the longest time, I feel like the X-Men books just exist. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard for me to differentiate one X-Book from another X-Book right. without saying, well, it's got different X-Men in it, mm-hmm. and so that makes it different. Right. So um, the fact that this is like the magic X-Men book, and this one is the, uh, you know... Um, Marauders is oh, the pi- sort of quote pirate, pirate X Men yeah. book, um, and then the X Force is like probably the mercenary. I haven't read mm-hmm. it yet, but I'm assuming that's historically been a mercenary book. Mm. So yeah, uh, I like that they have figured out this is this book, this is this book, and this is what makes them different. Yeah, and Excalibur has always had like at least every time that I dipped in on the book, you know. Um, it it had to you know the kind of like magic woven in there a little bit, but it also had like I don't want to say more of a humorous tone, but it was certainly more lighthearted and fanciful mm-hmm. as opposed to X Men because the X Men can be X Men can sometimes just be a downer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Don't um, even get me started on X Force. That's depression. The comic book. Yes. So and I like that I like that this seemed to be keeping in tone with that. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Lynn, yes. No offense, but is that funny? <laughs> I'm not racist, but <laughs> no offense, but that Green Lantern pitch sounds awful. Okay, I don't remember your Green Lantern pitch. It was about John Stewart. Them focusing on John Stewart. Oh, why does that sound awful? He didn't like it. Oh. Sorry with me. Oh, I, I I should clarify. I wasn't calling him racist. I was just saying it's funny that whenever says someone says something like, "I'm not blank," but right, yeah, I don't want to offend you, but I'm going to offend you, Brandon. I don't remember an episode where we meet John's dad, General Stewart. Is it possible you just spoiled this week's Arrow? I don't know. Brandon's not here. Yeah, but I I don't think so. I th- I think he said it happened like, uh, it wasn't this week's Arrow because it's. He said it happened during like one of the crossovers, I think. Oh, maybe it was a throwaway line and just missed it. Yeah. Also, cramming John Stewart into the character of John Diggle is erasure of one of the few black characters in DC. It was a lame ass fan wank that the producers decided to give credence to, like with Elicity being wished into existence. It's bad enough we are getting him in crisis. Um, that is an excellent point. W- what do you think of, uh, just taking John Diggle and being like, he's black. He's also John Stewart. I mean, I don't have any problem with it because the CW universe is a universe in and of, yeah. unto itself. So they want to kind of like introduce John Stewart in there. They've done that historically with Arrow since the series started with all of the Mar- Batman-ish stuff that yeah. has happened there. Uh, it's not like other... Uh, Marvel hasn't done it with Nick Fury kind of like trying to retroactively fit him into being a black guy. Hmm. So it, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Uh, I'd be fine with Jon Stewart being the lead of the show, but I want a new actor. I'd prefer Guy Gardner, who was my favorite, but I'm fine with any of them. Well, I wasn't. I certainly wasn't suggesting that it would be the same actor. I was just no. saying. I no, was, we're talking about an all new. This Green is Lantern yeah. This is something. This is show. HBO. No, yeah, they don't need. No... We don't need no CW actors Ugh. on my HBO show. Uh-huh. You know, I yeah, like them yeah. fine. I'm sure they're great human beings, but no, I don't need y'all on HBO. Yeah, 
Yeah, when people are like, oh, just take the DC characters on the WB and put them into the DC movies. No, 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 don't, don't do that. Yeah, you know what? I don't see... As much I can't as I see... like Watt Barry. No. The, no. To be fair, though, if you were going to take any CW character with the actor attached and put them in the movie, mm-hmm. it would be Supergirl. Oh, she's good. Yeah. For a budget? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do like her a lot. And actually, I got to say, I like Green Arrow. I like him. I see. I like him, Stephen Amell. Yeah. I don't like Green Arrow. And you can't take Green Arrow and put him in the comics because then he really just comes off as a Batman knockoff. Movies. You'd have to, or into the movies. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd, ha- you'd have to literally change his entire character. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, and yeah, there was talk of the original Green Lantern film to be Training Day-esque with Denzel playing Sinestro. That might have been a fan thing, though. That was a fan thing. Denzel was never attached to any superhero movie. Don't care about the new Game of Thrones series. There are a bunch of other properties that are ripe for adaptation, like Sixth Gun, for instance. I I do remember looking at like the first couple of issues of Six Gun. That might be interesting. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good one. Ryan Hurt is that his name? Or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've never read I've never read Six Gun, but not for any reason. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm like no, I just haven't gotten to it. Uh, better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. El Camino, while good, was not. They should have figured out a way to cram those two hours into the final season. Yeah, I'd, I don't think I care about Jesse. Yeah. Like, he drove off at the end, and I was like, all right, he's fine. Exactly. I got what I need. He'll, he'll be all right. He'll say yeah. bitch a lot somewhere else. You know you know what? I think I may have mentioned it on air before. Um, I also feel that way about Steven Universe. I know you're not caught up on nope. Steven Universe, but if you get to the final regular season episode of Steven Universe, mm. it more or less kind of wraps up the story. I'm not giving anything away, yeah, yeah. but it wraps up the story. But then there is the movie that comes later. That, um, But the movie is, jumps forward a little bit yeah, I heard. in time. And I don't need to see the movie. I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. But for me, that pocket world of Steven Universe, mm-hmm. that series is is all I need. I kind of had a similar instance with comic books. Speaking of Green Lantern, mm. Jeff Johns did his long-running Green Lantern, had Blackest Night, it had the Sinestro Corps War, mm-hmm. and introduced the entire rainbow spectrum of rings mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. then at the very end, he gave us the far future of Hal and everything that wraps up with Hal's character. And then I was like, oh, Dang, I guess I'm done with Green Lantern. Yeah. And it's been going since then. It's been with Joshua Williamson's been writing right. it. And uh, I just don't care. Grant Morrison's writing it right now, and I just don't care. Yeah. I'm done with I feel like you wrapped up Hal for me. I'm good. You, you know, keeping it in the world of comic books, that's how I feel about Daredevil. Mm. I rocked out with Daredevil with Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Loved his run. Stayed with it through the- uh Baker? Brew Baker run, rocked out with that, then got into the Mark Wade run, yeah, yeah. which took me to the whole other side of those two runs. Great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good with Daredevil. There's yeah. my Daredevil. Yep. You know, yeah. and I'm sure he's got some good stuff. I heard that Charles Soul did some yeah. good cool stuff on there and God bless him. But I'm good. Yeah. 
Yeah, until uh, something really big happens. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, as for Brandon's comments about crossovers, the crossover of War Games was one of the first things I read when coming into comics. It started with either Detective Comics or Batman and wound its way through the Bat titles. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. there was a Birds of Prey title at the time, but we got Robin, Batgirl, who was still Cassandra Kane, mm -hmm. Catwoman, Legends of the Dark Knight, Nightwing, and ended with whichever one didn't start. Yeah. That went for three months. Night of the Monster Men sucked. <laughs> it did. I heard, I heard that from everybody. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh... Girl Meets World was fun, but it didn't last long. They made it to high school, I think, but just barely. It had a few interesting gags. I'll be getting HBO, both HBO Max and Disney Plus and ditching my HBO add-on for Amazon Prime. Okay. I am interested in seeing Dickinson on Apple TV, but I doubt I'll rush to get it. I've heard good things about Dickinson. So have I, yeah. Yeah. Superman and Lois is in the works, but I don't think it's been picked up. I'll watch it if it does get picked up. I like the actor, but he is too young. He doesn't look like five to ten years older than Kara, which he should be. The costume is awful. Those gold clasps suck. <laughs> the selling point for me will be if they get John Cryer back as Lex and whoever plays Barry Perry White. Okay. How dare you besmirch Dean Kane's Superman? The title is terrible. Lois and Clark was a great title. That should... This should just be called Lane and Kent or Mr. and Mrs. Kent. Mr. and Mrs. Kent is not a bad That's title. Not bad. Also, Brandon, a few weeks ago, you said you were going to spoil who River Song was. If you did that, you deserve a kick in the shin. I don't believe he did. I have no idea. Me neither. Or I, maybe he, maybe Brandon was talking and I just didn't listen. Elizabeth <laughs> that could be the did, did direct the second pinch, Pitch Perfect. Okay, I thought so. And write and direct the new Charlie's Angels. Yes. I can't wait for it, and I'm planning on seeing it at least once in theaters, probably more. I'm going to a press screening, I believe, next week. Oh. Yeah? I believe so. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll go to that. <laughs> I didn't care for the first episode of Castle Rock, but I was thinking of jumping on this season for Lizzie, even though the trailer for Misery was aired before the movie Prancer back in the 80s, back in the 90s in theaters, and it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, he went to see like a kid's Christmas movie, and they played a trailer for Misery. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh... brutal. <laughs> I've always loved Lizzie Kaplan. Looking back, it appears the first thing I saw her in was Smallville. Oh, wow. That's going back. In which she played the stereotypical predatory lesbian, a problematic trope, Tina Greer. Hmm. Wow, I didn't realize Lizzie Kaplan was in Smallville. Hmm. Is that it? Are we done? Chris St. Saucy, good night. Yeah. That's it. We're done. That's the end. We're no more shows. <laughs> We're done. You're welcome. Uh, <sighs> yeah. That was some long emails. Those are some very Fellows. long emails. Yeah. We've only got time for just one more segment on the show, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully you will enjoy <laughs> what's coming. Um, there was, and now I'm drawing a blank of what it was we were going to talk about. I know what we were going to talk about. We're talking about character. Oh. What was the impetus? The impetus is that in Young Justice? Yes. By Brian Michael Bendis. Mm -hmm. Young Tim Drake. Once known as Robin, a.k.a. then Red, Red Robin. Robin. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> he gets me every time. Uh, has taken on, yet again, a new name. Uh, he is now the name for the, you know. The fiercest bird in the animal kingdom. <laughs> I think. The deadliest bird. The deadliest fowl. He is now the Drake. 
Well, to Jeff, be fair, he's not even, Drake. he's just Drake. Drake. Yeah. Even though the Drake sounds better. The Drake. Drake. No, um, I guess the Drake sounds like in a hotel. Yeah. But he's Drake. Complete named with after, a, Named after a duck. <laughs> yes. The fiercest killer <laughs> in the animal kingdom. Yes. Fiercest game in the wild. What the hell, man? <laughs> Drake. Drake. All right. All right. Now. With a new costume. Oh, f- <laughs> all right. Oh, what is it? Brown? It's brown. <laughs> it's brown and, and browner. Oh, it's two browns with like a little bit of yellow, I think. Yeah. Brown yeah, so brown. It, so it, it, it literally looks like a turd of corn. Oh, it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they caught me off guard. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Drake. So we've talked about him making this change to Drake. Yeah. We've talked well, I have I have two emotions about this. One is it's a cool name. It's not a bad name. It's a cool name, Drake. Cool. It's, it's cool. Also, his name is Tim Drake. See, that's why I don't like it because it's on the nose. Partly why I don't like it, but then partly it's like no one in their right mind would make their superhero name their last, last name. name. <laughs> so, like, is any anybody ever figures it out? Well, what if it's Tim Drake? Nah, man, it can't be Tim Drake. His name's Drake. His name, that's really like, like, why would he do that? No, nah, yeah, that's come not on. gonna happen. So <laughs> that's that. There's a little bit of that where I'm like, I mean, hide in plain sight. Okay, true. But the worst, the the worst part is that costume. That costume is got. Yeah, that's a bucket of butts. Yes, it I is. I don't like it. But anyway, moving on. But moving on from there. Um. Real quick though, I, I'm just curious. I'm uh-huh. just curious. Uh-huh. The costume. Yeah. Is it the design of the costume or is it the colors of the costume? Because for me, it's both. So I've brought up on Google. I've Googled Tim Drake's new costume. It's all of it, man. Yeah, it's um, both, right? Because it could just be like, oh, the elements of the costume and the design, the way things are put together is kind of cool. But like, I just don't like. But the color scheme is wrong. Color schemes. For instance, I would say Riri Williams Ironheart armor is, again, there's a lot of elements to it. It's a little over designed. Mm -hmm. And then the colors are strange. Mm -hmm. So that's another another example of this where there's so many things happening and none of it seems to thematically makes sense right that's that's the thing there's no theme right he's got most it's like half brown and half gray it's not brown on brown i was mistaken it's brown and gray and gold with a little red pouches on his hips and he's got the domino mask the robin mask right of course um but like the brown he's got brown shoulder pads with little gold yeah like gold (laughs) inlay and then his boots are gray with gold rectangles on it for no reason. I know. It's just makes absolutely no it's, sense. It's just a mess. It's like, you know, those memes where they're like, I made a computer watch a thousand hours of Judge Judy. And mm-hmm. now I made it write an episode of Judge Judy. It was like, I fed a computer <laughs> 1,000 superhero costumes and now just make me a superhero costume. This right. is what they've done. Right. And then the colors are terrible, too. So the the whole thing is a mess, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Yeah. But it got us to thinking, Mm -hmm. because this is not the first time in comics that a character has 
change characters change costumes all the time but this is not the first time in comics where a character has changed their identity from one superhero identity to another yeah so we wanted to think back on times other times where this has happened and how that was received how did that go over Mm -hmm. and the first one that comes to my mind actually goes back into the early days of the avengers with hank pym yeah because hank pym who started off as ant-man then became giant man Mm -hmm. then basically was still giant man but he called himself goliath yeah and then rather than go to back to ant-man which he would later return to there was the middle ground where he was the yellow jacket oh right so okay my understanding of the yellow jacket identity in retrospect is that he went off the deep end he was a little nuts this is this when he smacked he uh, was yellow he was at yellow jacket when he had the domestic violence thing against wasp okay is this because i just know about it now looking back was this part of the story back then was yellow jacket unhinged or is it like because he smacked his wife, we have now gone back and been like, oh, he was a little crazy. That way we can redeem him and still feel okay about reading his ex- exploits now. It was retroactively that he was a little unhinged. Okay. But to be fair, that re- that uh, retroaction happened probably in the the later part of the 80s. Yeah. And while then the smack happened like in, in the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Or maybe earlier, early eighties. But yeah, yeah, it was retroactively like like he was like a little unhinged and maybe um, suffered from a little bit of like, um, for lack of a better word, split personality type sure, of thing. Yeah. Um, when he was under Yellow Jacket, because at times when he was as Yellow Jacket, he almost seemed like a different guy. Yeah, like he didn't come across as the scientist, super smart Hank mm-hmm. Pym. He was basically like this swashbuckling hero, Yellow Jacket. So, because I'm, I think I want to say maybe I'm wrong, but I think my first experience of that character was from Avengers. Oh, uh, what was it called? Not Avengers Unlimited, Avengers Forever. Where they plucked that version of Hank Pym from the timeline, and that was your introduction the... to Yellow Jacket. Yeah, really. I growing up, I never cared about the Avengers. Oh, it wasn't okay. Until okay. Ultimates. Where oh. I was like, oh, look, an Avengers book I'm enjoying reading. I've never liked. Okay. The classic Avengers. And and here's the th- here's the thing. Here's the 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 upsetting thing about Ultimates. As much as I did love that book, in Ultimates, which was them basically doing this. Avengers as if they were in the real world type yeah. of thing in print within Marvel. The whole domestic violence thing had become at that point now, what's that's like the early aughts. Yeah. 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 Um, it becomes such a hallmark in the story of Hank Pym in the wasp that it had to become a part of the yeah, ultimate. You can't just skip it. You can't just skip it. It has to happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, so that was basically that, that uh, yellow jacket they they plucked yeah. in from a, a, an Avengers Forever, yeah. Now, I also understand wanting to change Ant Man to Goliath. I get it. Like, oh, he's kind of. Oh, silly. you're like you're like Master Triple. He he doesn't get the idea of Ant Man. He doesn't. He, I like, mean, I get it, 
But as far as superheroes it are just concerned, do anything for like him. on the on the hierarchy of, hey man, you can have any superpower you want. Which one are you gonna pick? I would like to wear a giant silly helmet, <laughs> and I would like to talk to ants. Okay, but the whole and thing. So, you know what? Can I ride an ant? I'll ride an ant. Well, he can get small. <laughs> Getting small is not a small. It's not a bad power. It's not a great power. I mean, Adam makes it work. Does he? He does. I don't like that guy either. I don't like the Adam. I don't like him. <laughs> I always liked Adam, even though when if you think about it for a moment, if you like read his comics or, or watched his old the old um, cartoons with Adam. Adam had a cartoon. Oh, back in the sixties when there were huh. the Adventures of Superman, uh, which were like little six to eight minute um, oh. shorts. The, the Adam was one of like the special ones that would oh, run okay. every once in a while. When you think about it for a moment, it never made sense that the Adam was able to ride telephone waves. Right. And ride yeah, the telephone. Yeah, no. But, you know, you put that alongside, well, uh, Peter Parker doesn't die from radiation poisoning. True. He gets spider powers. We'll, we'll just go with it. Yeah, it's so, fun. you know, it's, it's comic. It's comic. It's comic. But I always, to me, I always liked the Adam because written into the DNA of the character was not only that he could get small, but he still retained the proportional strength of a, a man yes. of, of, you know, six feet or however tall yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. The Ant-Man got tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. and thus hit like an ant. Yeah. So, <laughs> Pat. <laughs> right. Uh, That's actually, why he had to have a swarm of ants around him. I'm trying to remember which where this happened. I, it's got to be the Irredeemable Ant-Man because it's the only book I could think of. I think it was Robert Kirkman. The only one I could think of that could uh, do something like this. They took the version of the character and he's an ant, but he also had the proportional strength. So he went to go punch somebody and he went to go, I guess he missed and he like punched him in the neck, but he punched through his jugular Oh. And then all of a sudden, his like this guy was like, skleet, skleet, <laughs> Like he was just, yeah, he punched into his neck with his tiny Ant-Man fist. Oh, wow. It was brutal. Which I thought was a really interesting use of physics. Yeah, yeah like, that's yeah, cool. He's just, he's a, he's a needle, needle-sized thing into your jugular. So let's move on to other characters who have changed their names mm-hmm. and how we feel about it. I'm going to start off with Spider-Man. Okay. When he found out... He may be a clone. Oh, yes. Um, and then he... Yeah, but did he really change his identity? Well, the the clone took over as Spider-Man. Right. And then when the clone found out he was the clone and Peter Parker was not the clone... Right. He changed his name to Scarlet Spider. Right. But, but okay. But he's he, still Peter Parker. He's still, he's still Peter Parker and he still is he's basically a Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Oh, I, so, like, he oh, didn't, like, change... Really, his identity you said is so he changed much. His name. Well, okay, I get. I, okay, Spider. yes, his ID changed. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they had to get a new pictures. A new- <laughs> <laughs> but he really, I mean, he's, he's basically was still Spider Man. All right, heck with you then. I'm what are you saying? Got? Well, fine. Poo poo my. Okay, my I I stay in the world of uh, Silver Age Avengers, mm-hmm. and I give you Clint Barton. Oh, the Hawkeye. Forgot about this. Who, for some reason, I can't even remember what the story was. Um, I think he became dissatisfied with being one of the non, one of the few, if only non-superpowered members of 
the Avengers Mm -hmm. and then took Hank Pym's serum and took on the guys of Goliath. Oh, so he just used someone else's right switched. Right. I'm going to I'm going to stay on that tip and go Ronan. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It was a mystery, too. That was a nice That's thing about right. that. It was like Brian Michael Bendis with his, which is after the Ultimates, I started reading Bendis's Avengers, and I mm-hmm. thought that was great. And so, yeah, it was a mystery. Who's this Ronin character? Blah, blah, blah. And it turns out it was Clint. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, well, then I'm going to do Thor. Jane Foster Thor is now, she's only on issue four. She's Valkyrie. Okay. All right. Yeah. Poor Jane. She keeps getting... Other people shunted into superhero identities. Well, considering that she was not created to be a superhero yeah. herself, I think she she's fine. Yeah. Well, and I gotta say, uh, Valkyrie's a great book. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, Jason Aaron's writing it with uh, somebody, and um, I heard that it, it's you know his his Thor Jane Foster Thor was good. Yeah. Uh, the, I love Jane Foster Thor. I loved everything about her character and everything she was going through with the cancer and. Um, how picking up the hammer would like make her even sicker because mm-hmm. it would get rid of the chemotherapy in her blood. But I don't care about Roxxon, the, uh, the you know the, the, the Marvel the, Universe evil corporation, right. the oil corporation. I just don't care about them as a as a as an evil entity or uh, the the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. So like. I liked her, but the stories weren't all that great until we got through that into other territory. Yeah. Uh, like the war Thor and everything else. Yeah, because that doesn't even seem like a Thorist story. You like yeah. Roxanne. Like, yeah. yeah, and the guy's name was Dario Agar. Oh, Just boy. a weird name. Yeah, how about close. on the nose villainy? Yeah. Dagger, I guess, is supposed to be like Dagger. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. look what but I she's did. great. I kind of wanted her to stick around longer so we could get more better stories, more <laughs> villains that she can fight. Um, but yeah, she's cool. So yeah, Valkyrie, um, she's based, the Valkyrie that we knew has passed, uh, because of the war of realms. Mm-hmm. And now she is all of the Valkyrie are dead. I should say the Valkyrie plural are right. all gone. Right. So now she's the only Valkyrie, uh, who's, uh, still around. Mm-hmm. So she's picked up the mantle and she's got the all weapon, which becomes whatever she needs it to be. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. interesting. That's dope. She had sort of a baton with, uh, uh, spikes on it and she was holding it towards bullseye face. And uh, then she just, it shoots out the tip and just paps him right in the face. <laughs> so it's it's a really cool weapon. It's like golden. It also creates wings for her and she can fly around. Anyway, I like that one. That's a good one. I will see your Jane Foster mm-hmm. and give you one Barbara Gordon. Hey! Who went from Batgirl mm. to what was a superior character ah, yeah. in Oracle. Yeah, she was real cool. The um, wheelchair-bound, all-knowing everything. Woman in the chair. Yeah, the woman in the chair of DC Universe for a good while, actually. For probably a good 20 years. Was it 20 years? Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because- 1986, I think, was the killing joke. Yeah, you're right. So at least a good 20 years. It wasn't until the New 52 that she got back in the Batsuit. And I will and I will say that that was the best run of Barbara Gordon. Absolutely. Great character. Very cool character. I really liked what they did. Uh, I think 
the the story itself is problematic, but I think what they did with that character they did something with it. Yes, was awesome. Yes, yeah, I, I loved her, and um, I was sad to see her go, but I also kind of do like her as Batgirl, so it's a little bit, you know, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I I see. I can't be too mad because we did have her that way for. 30 20 or 30 years mm-hmm. see i would feel i would feel better with her as batgirl if there wasn't a batwoman mm. because i think that batwoman as conceived is a better character yeah. than batgirl so i would would prefer for her to have that lane in and to herself mm-hmm. and then let oracle be what she was cuz not only had Barbara Gordon become Oracle and made that character its own. She was not sidelined. She would not let herself be sidelined, would not let herself be desexualized as a handicapped character. Mm-hmm. Um, created her own team, the Birds of Prey, had a very thriving comic book mm-hmm. in the Birds of Prey, became a member of the Justice League, a very vital member of the Justice League, the voice in Batman's ear, in the Justice League. She had carved out a very significant niche in the DC universe mm-hmm. that could still be paying dividends right now. And I think they actually are feeling the absence of that character. With her now just being part another cog in the Batman wheel. Yeah. It and you know, now being the woman on Robin Dick Grayson's arm sometimes I think they are doing a very disservice to the, to the character as well as now they don't know what to do with Batwoman. They, Mm -hmm. they, they've basically already taken Batwoman who came in this truly independent character and kind of shunted her into the Batgirl point two line in the Batman universe. I think they've done both of them a disservice. Yeah. I also am not a huge fan of girl or woman. Hmm. In their names, like we, you know, we took Robin and made him Drake, uh, or Red Robin and made him Drake, whatever. Um, I wouldn't mind new names for those characters. Okay. I mean, we're never gonna. I mean, Batgirl is a very. Um, it's a, it's a history famous. now. It's got history. Yeah, Batwoman. Uh, not so much Batwoman. I don't think. Um, I think Batwoman's name could change. It could change, even though Batwoman, the name has been around since the fifties. Yeah. You know, and there is still Batman. So there's something to be said for having a Batwoman. Yeah. It just it. But I hear you though. It's one of those characters where it's just like we have a Hulk. What about a She-Hulk? Well, that's it where just feels like that. You yeah, know? Like a little th- th- bit. That's forced. Yeah, there's 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 just like little grains of that in there for me. Um, let's see. We got Robin Red Hood. Oh yeah, that's it. Robin Red Hood. I was reading my notes. Robin Red Hood. So we <laughs> went from Robin Jason uh, Jason Todd, little shit. And he got beat to death by the Joker because the the people demanded it. Mm-hmm. And then he was dead for the longest time. And then in, well, it wasn't because of, that was retroactive, but he shows up in Under the Red Hood. Right. And uh, yeah, it was revealed that he has returned from the dead because mm-hmm. I guess because Superboy punched a wall. I yeah. Get, f- get out of here. Yeah, the infin- so, it was that infinite crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did. Like his first story as the Red Hood. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Since then, he's been kind of useless to me. They don't know what to do with him. Yeah. They give him a new costume now. He's got a new Red Hood costume. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. It's more of the same. kill him again. The only, I think so far, so, so far it sounds like the only 
graduated Robin that we we like is Dick Grayson. Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. I still feel that way. Yeah. Now, maybe, see, and again, this is Brian Michael Bendis doing the Drake thing, mm -hmm. so maybe he will convince me. There is, I will make room for that. I yeah. do not foresee it happening. Maybe he'll convince me character-wise. They got to do something with that costume, though. Yeah, it just... Uh. It just is not working. It, yeah. does, it does not work. I haven't seen anybody be like, yeah. No. This looks good. The, no. I'm into it. It's just not so, a one. It just seems strange. What a, what a strange misstep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, it didn't feel right. Uh, oh, I got another one. Spider-Gwen who I know is not technically called Spider-Gwen. Right. In her universe, she lives in another universe that is not the 616 Marvel Universe. She, uh, Gwen Stacy was bit by the radioactive spider instead of Peter Parker, and then Peter Parker winds up being the one to die, mm -hmm. and so she's mourning him. And uh, the title is called Spider-Gwen, but she was Spider-Girl? I don't, I'm not even sure. I think she was Spider-Girl. And now her name is Ghost Spider. Yeah. And that is awful. Awful. Yeah. Don't like it. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and also the, even thematically, it doesn't make sense. No. I could understand if she had Miles Morales type powers yes. where he could literally be invisible. Be invisible. Then you could call Ghost Spider. I get it. Oh, he's a ghost. ghost you can't see it. It doesn't flow off the tongue. It does not. And it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So I don't like it. Other than I guess like she's got a white hood on. She still has one of the coolest costume oh. designs. Top 10. In the world. Top 10 costumes. I love it. Right. Which is impressive because the regular Spider-Man costume is in my top three. Right. So they took another spider and they made it just as cool. Made it that, work. Uh, yeah. Saying in the world of the Avengers and moving further up down the timeline. Uh -huh. Um, we can go when way back, and this is probably probably sixties with the introduction of Ultron. Yeah, who was created by Hank Pym, mm -hmm. not Tony Stark, is in the movies, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, good. That is he, Ultron was created by Hank Pym. Hank Pym looked at, um, you know, I mean, excuse me, Ultron looked at Hank Pym as his father. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he decided that he wanted uh he wanted a son. He wanted offspring. He was an android. So he asked Hank Pym to make him make him a son. I forget the whole ramifications of, you know, machinations of the comic book, but what happened was that Hank Pym came upon the first android who was the original human torch yeah. from back in World War II days. Also one of the first Marvel superheroes. One of the very first Marvel, him and, and Namor. Yeah. Um, took that android and then through the scientific intelligence that only Hank Pym has. Science! Transformed him into the Vision. Which is why the Vision has is a green body with a red face. What? Yes. I had no idea. You did not I know that story. I had no idea that Vision was in. I always wondered what happened to that dude. Because, you know, uh, you see the uh, Marvels by Alex Ross. Mm -hmm. When you look back at the original, uh, what was it? It wasn't Marvel Comics number one, was it? Is that what it was? I don't think it was it like Marvel Comics. Yeah, I think it is Marvel Comics. Yeah. Uh, and there was the original Human Torch. Mm -hmm. which confused me when I was a kid because I was like, that's not Johnny Storm. What's going on? Uh, 
yeah, I had no idea that uh, that was his body being used to make the vision. Now, his body was used to make the vision, but they wanted to give the hero some type of personality. So what they did was to give the vision a personality because he had the body of the original human torch. Uh-huh. They took the brain waves of the recently deceased Wonder Man. That's right. I knew that, but I didn't I still didn't know about the human the, torch. The human torch. Now, mind you, in fairly recent times, I guess it's not so recent now, maybe over the last 10-15 years, maybe a little longer, they've retroactively rewritten that mm-hmm. so that while he the vision was still created from the human torch, it was a body of the human torch and like I I think they had like Kang the Time King oh, or course. Mortis or whatever. Kang go, the Conqueror. Yeah, he yeah. went back in time and did some shenanigans. Shenanigans or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So and I think that was basically so that they could still have an original human torch and the vision. Most of my experience with the vision has been wait, Wanda's in love with him? <laughs> yes. There's a human lady and she's like, Yeah. And um, somehow somehow they had children. What? I don't know. How oh, that's happened. right. And then they somehow they they died, and then she went nuts. Yeah. And it was like, but then like twenty years later, I guess she went nuts. Yeah. After and they went no more mutants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. They, I don't know. I was never a Scarlet Witch person. Now, nah, or I'm not. I've never been a Vision guy. Me neither. I've never cared. Like every no. time he gets ripped apart, I'm like, all right, <laughs> good. Later. Are we done with him now? Yeah. Can we not rebuild him? Thank you. Yes. Uh, Can we bring back Deathlock? De- really? You don't remember Deathlock? Oh, of course I remember Deathlock. Some people don't remember Deathlock. I remember Deathlock. <laughs> I'm actually reading, I believe, if I'm thinking of the right character, I believe I'm reading a, the old, God, I guess it is old, the old Eric Larson Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man story where there's like Ghost Rider and Deathlock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Sp- Spidey, for some reason, he wakes up after getting just thrashed by the sin. Oh, is this what it is the return of the sinister six or the revenge of the sinister six? And he gets thrashed by the sinister six. I think mostly uh doc Ock, cause he's got the adamantium arms mm-hmm. finally. And, uh, he wakes up and he's got a bionic arm and it's like, Oh my God, what happened to my arm? And the, and the, the guy, the scientist is like, Oh, that's just a cast. <laughs> but like, it's this over-designed Eric Larson, of course, giant, yeah, giant arm with like shoulder pads. Of course, yeah, pouches. Yeah, pouch, crazy. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so your arm can heal faster. Like, oh, it's a cast. All right, but yeah, Deathlock's in that, and I believe there's a whole bunch of different Deathlocks. Oh, see, I never got after the seventies. I lost real touch with Deathlock. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't get. I didn't even know about it until the eighties. So, yeah. oh wow. Anything else? No, I mean, I, there's sure. I'm sure there are tons more, yeah. but I think we've. I think we've done a show. I would like to thank you for having me on the Black Tribbles Prime last night. That was a bucket of fun. Oh, yeah. We Come, had fun. Coming down to the studio, playing... Wheel of Dare. Yeah. It was We were streaming live, and you were raising money, and people could call in and donate money, and depending upon the... Uh, 
amount of money they donated. We could either spin the wheel yep. or they could make a particular triple spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. You, you spun it a couple of times. I did. I got to wear uh, some penis glasses <laughs> on my face. And you got your twerk on. I got to twerk for 30 seconds. I got to say, man. All you did the... something for 30 seconds. I, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> I don't point. Know if you twerked. I moved my body in certain ways, <laughs> in a myriad of, of ways for 30 seconds. Uh, not even because I couldn't even do it that long. Uh, looking at that wheel, there was like eating different bugs. You mm-hmm. had to kiss kiss a certain person's like to right, the person to your left. They're, they're, you could either kiss them on the mouth or you could kiss their butt cheek or whatever. <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of stuff on that, and I saw twerk for thirty seconds, and I went, "Oh, please God, put anything on this list. I will eat bugs. I will kiss. I don't care. Don't make me twerk." And then, of course, Sushan called in and donated thirty dollars to, to make me spin the wheel. And I did pretty good. The first one was like, all right, the penis face thing again. The penis glasses. I already did that. Right. So then I had to do another one. So I spun it again and it said spin, spin again. again. <laughs> oh, and then I got twerk for 30 seconds. And it was nice because Kennedy, I got to I got to lean on Kennedy for emotional support. She was just like, just look in my eyes. She like held my hands. I like, wonder what y'all were doing over there. I couldn't. I was... I was holding her hands and just looking into her face while I tried to twerk. <laughs> It was very emotional for me. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. It was fun. And thank you because um, due to a donation on your part, I actually got my armpit and my nipple waxed oh, last night. You took it like a champ. Yeah. Well, the armpit didn't seem to bother you too much. How was the nipple? That one looked like it got more of a reaction. The nipple, the nipple got a reaction because some of the wax got on the actual nipple. Blech. So that that was a yank. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a yank. Yeah, oh. but uh, it was fun. It was fun, and I too had lovely eyes to look into. Our uh, technician Manda, who was doing yeah. the waxing, um, it, it made for a pleasant. Yeah, sight. she seems real cool. She's real dope. Yeah, I like her a lot. That was my first time meeting her. So, yeah, school yeah, people. Nice. Um, all right. If anyone wants to email us, you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or copopgo at gmail.com. Also, you can help the show out if you want to go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo or coffee.com slash Johnny Destructo. That's ko-fi.com slash Johnny Destructo. Yeah. Or you can help the uh, the Black Tribbles. You can go to patreon.com slash black tribbles and donate whatever you like. Um, there you will find our Patreon exclusive podcast, Greetings from the Bat Base, where I am updating people on things that are happening in the world of Black Tribbles, as well as reviewing the first season of the CW's mm-hmm. Batwoman TV series. Oh, okay. Weren't you also doing like... No, I... <laughs> We're not even going to talk about no, that. We're not going to talk about you that. You gave up? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful episode of Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. Uh, well, that's it. We will talk at you later. Da-da-da! <laughs> <laughs>